we're talking about pride. You don't want to let pride take you in the wrong direction. This is one of the reasons people don't follow God, their own pride. Or they don't follow God fully, their own pride. Remember, this world is a shadow of things to come. And remember, a shadow can provide relief from a blistering sun. It can even be fun to play games with for drawing or shadow puppets. But I would not give up my life eternally for being able to play with shadow puppets today. And in turn, you don't want to give up your eternal life, nor your eternal reward for temporary pleasure you can gain today. Or even if it'll last a week or a month, that's nothing compared to forever. Now let's go into the next reason on why people don't follow God, and that's because we don't renew our minds. So when we come to know God, when we come to know Jesus, when we come to know the things of God, our minds need to be renewed. Now we've spent our entire life, no matter how old you are, being taught one way, living a certain way, and most likely that did not involve faith at all. It usually involves trust in things seen, trust in things experienced, trust in things said, but has very little to do with trusting God, unless you're in a desperate situation or some other strain, uh, straining circumstance that would make you reach out beyond what you could see. So renewing your mind has a lot to do with not following God. Your mind has to be renewed to following God. Uh, Jesus renewed his mind. He spent time since a young age learning the ways of God so that he could follow where God was going. He recognized very soon, I'm sure, that people were saying they were of God, saying we should do this because God wants us to, but not really trying to live it. So many times people were astonished by the things he did or the things he said. So the carnal mind is an enemy of God. That's in Romans chapter 8. Uh, I want to say verse 7. And I'll just verify that. Yeah, the carnal mind is enemy or enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. That's why it's an enemy of God. Neither indeed can be. The carnal mind is all about you. The Bible says they that are in the flesh in the very next verse. So they are, that are in the flesh cannot please God. So if you're wondering, am I pleasing God? What pleases God? You not being carnally minded, not you not being minded after the flesh. The Bible says it's at odds with God. Now, that may be comfortable to you to be in the flesh, but that doesn't mean that you're on the same side God is. And many times we equate comfort with pleasing God. Oh, well, you know, he wants me to be happy. Well, again, I know I spent a lot of time in the last session and this one talking about how that's not necessarily the case. Many times to our detriment, God will have us take action or inaction. Uh, sometimes to the dissatisfaction of the body or of the senses, he'll have us do or not do certain things. See, the mind is very focused on earthly things in the way of man. But the way of man is not and cannot be subject to the law of God. It cannot be subject to the law of God. It's impossible. It's already been subject to the world and subject to itself. So this is why we're taught wrong, because uh, the mind's not being renewed. We also are able to be taught wrong because our mind's not been renewed. We haven't taught ourselves through the word of God. Sometimes we're not taught at all. And now we're taught the wrong thing. We're taught all types of things. Uh, and you're being taught all the time. If you're 
with your own thoughts you're teaching yourself, if you are listening to the radio or the news or whatever, good or bad, you're being taught something. And many times the problem is you don't know you are and you want to know that. And my last reason, we finally made it. Hey, the last reason. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. I'm looking at some more notes here. <laughs> but uh, it was, it's very short. So my last reason in this section on why people don't follow God is that some people are bound by the devil. Now, I'm not saying that they can't move their bodies or they're just in a panic or in the insane asylum. Sometimes, did you know? That you could have and be influenced by the devil and act just as normal and no one else may know what's going on. Now, we're not talking about necessarily demon possession. Uh, there's a case to be made for that also being hard to detect. And there are some people who have done things that Jesus dealt with or that Paul dealt with. They were saying things that seemed very natural and nobody else knew they had a devil. But then Jesus is saying, hey, you have a devil. <laughs> They're like, whoa. Or he's uh, casting the devil out of someone, or he's saying that the leaders, the leaders are not only being influenced by the devil, but they're actually doing the works of the devil <laughs> and doing Satan's duties for him. They work for him. Uh, this is what Jesus says. So you know, he wasn't missing it or wrong. He never lied. He's not a man that he should lie. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can see here that you can have influence from by the enemy of God, Satan, or one of his imps, or one of his uh, subordinates, and not really realize it. Now, Satan is all about suggesting things and saying things that will bring attention to you, making you worry, making you think about things that have nothing to do with God. For instance, Satan had told David in the Old Testament to number Israel. That seems like a ra rational thing to do. It's responsible, right? But David had to pay a penalty for that. The whole land had to pay a penalty for that. And the Bible said that Satan is the one who influenced him to do that. So you want to be cautious. Some people are bound by the devil and they can't follow God because of that. Some people are bound by the devil and they have fear. Fear of opinion. Fear of what other people will think. Fear of... But if I fail, what if this um, fear can bring torment and anguish? Also, fear of the past. Um, some people are bound by their past. Some people are ashamed and many different vices and things of that nature. So some people are just bound by the devil. And I mentioned him last because even though the way he does what he does is very crafty, there's no, no other creature that's as crafty as Satan is. Uh, I wanted you to see how practical the other issues are before we got to a supernatural cause. Because, believe it or not, behind all those other ones is the devil. <laughs> okay, From A to Z, every single one that causes you to miss God is the devil. But praise God, if you have received Christ Jesus and his authority, you have power over all the works of the devil. And... Even when Jesus is getting ready to ascend, he never even gives them a warning about the devil. He just says, you're going to have power. Go do this. He never says, watch out for the devil, though. He's powerful. It's not even an issue. As soon as people come to believe in the Lord, they can cast out devils. So thank God for that. Thank you, Lord. You're awesome. So now it's so a couple more dangers. You sacrifice your protection. Uh, according to Psalm 91, 
if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, if you dwell next to God, you're following Him, you are protected from harm, whether it be physical, whether it be plague, whether it be sickness, affliction, whatever it is, you're protected. However, we have more confidence in sickness and accidental death and thunderstorms and in conflict than in God. Even followers of Christ that don't follow him in this way. Many of them deal with so many fears and they call it wisdom. Fear is not wisdom. Fear is the opposite of wisdom. Because the one who has all the wisdom said fear not. He never said to be afraid. The only time he said to be afraid is to the wicked. And that's because they were going to get due punishment and God was going to allow it to happen as justice. So if you're righteous and you're walking uprightly, you don't have to worry about anything. I'll say it again. If you're righteous and you've been made righteous by Christ Jesus and walking after that righteousness, you don't have anything to fear nor to be condemned about. I'm going to end here. What does verse 1 of Genesis say? What does Genesis 1, verse 1, say? Now, if you're new to God, this should be a shocker to you. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Whoa. Who is this? Never heard of him before in my life experience. I've met a lot of people, may even be famous. Never heard of this being. And he made everything? Wait, and what's a heaven? And the beginning, when was that? Right? So the Bible comes out the gate boldly miraculous, boldly miraculous, already boldly against all we know about life. And it just comes out and says it. It doesn't come out and say, you know, when you do this type of thinking, then eventually you'll find your way to God. No, it's like, boom, God's in your face. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Those are bold statements. He comes out the gate with this and expects you to believe it. And if you don't, then you'll see the difference between those who follow God and those who don't. And you'll see it in your own life between do you follow God and do you, and or don't you? Now, no technology needed. God, God calls light to shine in darkness with his voice when there was no source of light at all. He didn't tell somebody to turn the lights on. He said, light be, light exist. God is beyond man's boundaries. We can see right here what kind of God the biblical God is before sin arrives and his intolerance of sin develops. Now, and he already's had it, but we start to see it in action. Now, following God at the beginning was easy. He gave his creation a whole planet in control of the planet. But, after a while, man starts to seek out his own way, starts to love darkness rather than light, and we see the results of that. However, thanks be to God, he sent someone who will show light and give us a clearer chance of seeing how we can live for God through Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ did it all the way so next time we'll pick up on how we can follow God and there's some steps we're going to go over that will help us clearly see the way to follow God and get his results and get the best results for our life Till next time the Lord keep you the Lord bless you 
Lord, watch over you, be gracious unto you, and put favor on you every day. 